So you might notice if you're perusing my website um, that I use the term integral to describe my overall perspective. And, um, you know, I, I use it in a very general sense just to uh, articulate um, what would otherwise maybe be called integrative or holistic, just the idea that, um, uh, you know, if you take multiple levels like body, mind, spirit, relationships, um, and you try to take all those levels into account uh, into whatever your particular topic or perspective is, then you're generally taking an integral approach. And um, some people may be familiar with the philosopher Ken Wilber, who I think is the most famous person that's associated with the term integral. And um, also there's the California Institute of Integral Studies, which is where I got my uh, first master's degree in East-West psychology. And that's uh, when I was first introduced to the term integral, and there is a history behind it. Um, California Institute of Integral Studies used to be called the California Institute of Asian Studies, and they study you know, a lot of Eastern philosophy. And um, the founder, Haradas Chaudhry, Chaudhry, maybe is how you pronounce it, um, he was uh, either a student of or really into the philosophy of someone called Sri Aurobindo, who had an integral philosophy that was, uh, you know, kind of a, bi a body, mind, spirit thing. And I never really got into, you know, the philosophy too much. But just again, in a general sense, I appreciated the the impulse to want to be inclusive uh, when you're thinking about anything and try to take into account as many perspectives and, and levels of uh, analysis as you can. And while I was at the California Institute of Integral Studies, this uh, philosopher Ken Wilber um, became really, uh, really famous. He was already around in this sort of uh, alternative psychology scene or transpersonal psychology scene. And uh, he wrote some books in the 70s. I think his first book was called The Spectrum of Consciousness. And I really was uh, profoundly influenced by this guy. Um, uh, a sort of a popularized version of that Spectrum book was called No Boundary. And as I remember it, when I was living in, in um, San Francisco, I had just moved there from upstate New York, where I, you know, I just graduated college with a bachelor's in psychology, and um, the only psychology I was really exposed to as an undergraduate was sort of the stats and rats approach, um, where psychology was looked at strictly from an objective point of view and, and really attempted to be sort of shoehorned into a hard science approach. And really, you got maybe in the intro to psych class, there was a passing mention of humanistic psychology or Carl Rogers or um, Abraham Maslow and these folks. So I didn't really have much exposure to that. And uh, I was really left not very satisfied having studied psychology, at least at the bachelor's level, pretty intensely. I thought, God, I mean, this is all there is to it, you know, and it's just, it's not exactly what I was hoping it was. I was really hoping it would be coming at, um, looking at the human being from a 
subjective self-discovery point of view instead of sort of a laboratory science type of a thing. So anyway, when I moved out to San Francisco to sort of find myself, I was in my early 20s. And one of the, the ways I did that was uh, I was just sort of wandering around the used bookstores of San Francisco. And I, I happened upon this book, No Boundary by Ken Wilber, that articulated his basic spectrum approach. And, I, and Wilber was sort of trying to put together Western depth psychology with Eastern philosophy and sort of you know, put it all into one model on one quote-unquote spectrum. And it was very interesting. I mean, at least in my, to my 20-something-year-old brain, I was really fascinated by Wil- and Wilbur, and a lot of his books sort of uh, fleshed out the same thesis. And then while, while I, after, then I discovered uh, the California Institute of Integral Studies, I was getting my master's degree, and Wilbur put out a book, while I was studying called Sex Ecology Spirituality, where he really laid out, it was sort of his his magnum opus. He laid out what's called the, the four-quadrant model. And you'll see I do have a, that on my website. And I still think that part of his theory is is really useful. And you can look on the website, but essentially it's just sort of laying out there that you know, you can look at anything from the perspective of uh, the inside or the subjective point of view, and you can look at you can look at something from the objective or outside point of view. So there's that fundamental distinction between subjective and objective, and there's also a fundamental division between the individual and the collective. When you really look at knowledge across disciplines, things can pretty much be divided into uh, perspectives that look at, you know, things from a subjective, an objective, individual, or collective point of view, and that if you put those two things on a, as quadrants, you could, you have sort of four fundamental perspectives, the subjective individual perspective, which a lot of times uh, you get in depth psychology, where you're looking at the interiors of individual consciousness, basically. You have the objective individual perspective, um, which is, you know, a more scientific approach to psychology, or you think about, um, you know, the brain and uh, neurons and that sort of thing. That's on the, you know, the individual level. And then at the collective level, you have the interior collective, which is what you might call culture. Or things like language and, and mores and things are are communicated. And then you have the collective exteriors or collective objective quadrant, which is sort of the societal structures um, that we have, uh, the institutions and so forth. And I mean, and again, you'd have to sort of look at the model. I'm not going to go into it in depth here, but I think it's a very useful model to just have when you're trying to take a integrative and integral holistic type of viewpoint on any subject. So if you just take anything, say like uh, addiction, where you tend to get uh, really limited perspectives and um, you could see if anyone who's familiar with this website sees that I'm always ranting and raving about perspectives on addiction that I think are 
unnecessarily limited. So if you take an integral point of view, you can see you can look at addiction from the individual interior perspective, you know, a person's subjective experience of an addiction. And you're going to have uh, some information and some, some, some useful stuff there. You can look at it from the individual objective point of view, like their neurons and their biochemistry. You can look at it from a collective uh, subjective point of view, a cultural point of view. Or you could look at the institutions that are out there, the laws that are on the books. You could, uh, you know, look at the rehab centers and the psychological um, organizations and so forth that are out there. And you can sort of uh, get a really inclusive picture of things um, when you take this integral perspective. And so when I chose the term integral for integral health resources, part of it was a nod to my graduate school and part of it um, a nod to the influence that Ken Wilber had on me and I just still think it's a pretty good useful term although I do struggle with the language when it comes to this I don't really like integral integrative now is out there and has a lot of popularity but basically means the exact same thing and it's kind of a buzzword and I figured you know why why change integral to integrative when I already you know had this other term going and, you know, holistic and that sort, you know, sounds kind of new agey. So it's it's tough to really um, have a precise language for this stuff that's not jargony. But um, the reason I'm bringing this up this week is that there was a New York Times article. And the title of it was, A Spiritual Leader Gains Stature, comma, Trailed by a Troubled Past. And it basically uh, discusses a person who is uh, one of the quote-unquote leaders of the integral, uh, the Ken Wilber integral movement. Now, Ken Wilber has had various centers, you know, called Integral Institute, and there's a, you know, a think tank, I guess, called the Center for Integral Wisdom that this guy Mark Gaffney sort of heads up, and Ken Wilber is a founding member of this as well. And Mark Gaffney... You know, so he's a he's a prominent leader in the in the integral community. By integral, meaning the Ken Wilber integral theory folks. And this guy is, you know, by all accounts, a known sexual predator. If you read the New York Times article, and of course I'll link to this in the podcast, it's almost unbelievable. Well, first of all, how you know, sort of soft they are on him in the article they're kind of i mean even the title of it a spiritual leader gains stature trailed by a troubled past i mean that's such an understatement i mean the guy is just you know in every place he's been he is you know taken advantage of of women uh starting with an underage woman when he was i guess in israel and he was much younger uh, and then every single spiritual community he's ever been, you know, he's a he's a spiritual leader who has students, and of course the power differential that comes with that. And he just he always ends up in some sexual scandal, and then it's like a Bill Cosby type of situation where woman after woman comes out and says, "This is what the guy did," and it's really creepy stuff. And you just you know, and then he does what Cosby and all those guys do, you know, deny, 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 you know, try to blame the victim, discredit the victim. 
And if it was just one or two cases, you know, I wouldn't, of course, assume the worst about the guy. But I've read a lot of things on this, including his own apology on this issue. Ken Wilbur, you know, I guess continues to support and shelter this guy and he he claims to have done research on it and and again he just really minimizes uh, the predatory nature of of this Gaffney character but so you know I read through this article and it just reminded me of why I do not associate myself with uh, the Ken Wilbur version of integral that his his crowd the organizations that are affiliated with him the main one main reason is that they shelter and support this guy Mark Gaffney and it's just unconscionable I mean the guy it, I mean it, I encourage anyone to to read up on it I mean I don't it's not uh, controversial to say that he's a known sexual predator and he continues to be put out there as a spiritual leader in this uh in this community so right there you know that's one reason that I, you know, I personally would have nothing to do with, uh, you know, the this particular crowd of, of people. And there's other reasons. Um, you know, the whole community around Ken Wilbur, the reason I distanced myself from it, aside from the fact that I just kind of got tired of of it. I mean, uh, Wilbur, at one point, it just seemed like he was just writing the same book over and over and over again. Um, you could never listen to an interview or anything the guy did without, it was just simply restating his model over and over and over again and promoting it over and over and over again. Even when he would, he would interview, you know, celebrities and other people, the interview would just, the first half of it would always be a restatement of his theory. And then, uh, basically no matter what the topic of discussion is, they've just translated into his particular model. And I just, I just got sick of that as useful as I think the model is. I just, I felt like it was going round and round in circles. And then Ken Wilber's response to criticism in general is, um, is kind of embarrassing. Uh, the guy, again, you can read up on it on your own. I mean, he's clearly has a huge ego, which is fine. I mean, that's partly probably why he's who he is and he's been able to accomplish some of the great things he has. But it's just, um, there's sort of a cultish following around him. And, um, you know, I had a, an opportunity to sort of meet him when I was in California and see how his sort of inner circle and his, his followers uh, act. And it's very, from my point of view, very cultish. I was very uncomfortable around it. Whenever I would sort of criticize any aspect of his theory, like his, his sort of minions would immediately... Uh, jump on me and you could just it was a really kind of a creepy thing at one point I, I published a blog post on one of my blogs which remains you know the most popular blog post that I've ever done uh, the title of it was I think something like has Ken Wilbur jumped the shark and uh, I had a little photoshopped picture of Ken Wilbur over the fawns on his water skis and that that famous happy days uh jump the shark episode and um it was really just you know i i think it had something to do with uh wilbur had endorsed this guy who just to me seemed like a complete charlatan i really forgot the details 
Trevetti, I think his name was. And, you know, I sort of read up and looked, and the guy just seemed like a, a clear charlatan. And yet Ken Wilber, for all his brilliance, was like outwardly endorsing this guy. And I was like, God, when this has Wilber lost his mind, basically. And then, I, you know, I pointed out some other criticisms, trying to be kind too and say hey I'm, I'm grateful to the guy he's he's written some great books and he's influenced my thinking and i consider him a mentor uh philosophically but um you know i'm i'm, I'm a critical minded person that's part of my my whole vibe is uh i value critical thinking and always criticizing everyone including your heroes and people just uh again they dis- his his minions just descended on me and uh, you just got, I mean, you couldn't even have a rational conversation with some of some of the people that were trying to defend him. So once I got that whole cultish vibe, I was like, I'm not having anything to do with these folks anymore. I'm just, you know, I still appreciate Ken Wilber's uh, books, a lot of them anyway. And I'm going to take what, what part of his model I find useful, which essentially is just the four quadrants. That's pretty much it at this point that I find you know, most useful in my own thinking now. But I'm not going to associate myself with his, uh, the community that's grown up around him because it just, again, the cultish vibe and and what kind of goes hand in hand with that, this um, supporting and sheltering of this Gaffney character. Uh, it's just really, um, I don't know, it's just wrong. And I felt uh, that I wanted to speak up about it in my podcast because I do have integral in the name of my, uh, you know, my website and my podcast, and people are probably curious what my affiliation is with Ken Wilber. And again, just to be clear, you know, I still am indebted to Ken Wilber himself, his ideas, his books. I still find them interesting. Um, I'm really not so much into it these days, but again, I think the four quadrant model is really useful, and I and I have an outline of that on my website. And that's about as, as far as I go with it. Otherwise, um, it's just not my thing right now. It's not where I'm at. But uh, I I also want to make a clear statement that I'm you know I don't support Mark Gaffney. I don't support um, this uh, Center for Integral Wisdom and and, and any of this organization around uh, quote unquote Wilbur Integral. Because if they don't, you know, they should have come out against Gaffney a long time ago. They haven't. There's no doubt they're just going to double down, even though this New York Times article came out. And I can't imagine anything the guy could do at this point, given that he's he's had these um, ridiculous scandals um, with women again and again and again and again. And he still manages to be, uh, cor- again, the title of the New York Times article, A Spiritual Leader Gains Stature. Well, I mean, how the hell does that happen? It's just, um, it's nuts. So anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that this week. But uh, as always, if you want to get in touch with me, you can uh, send me an email, bob at integralhealthresources.com. Or you can uh, contact me on Twitter, integral underscore health at integral underscore health. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Everybody have a great week and a great new year and be well. Bye-bye.